This is a case about a 13-year-old girl who once loved astronomy and anything to do with the stars. She had dreams just like we all do about falling in love and living happily, but she is now stuck in time. Hello and welcome to 90-Minute Escape. Let's get right into the case with a man by the name of Joseph Martinez. Joseph is a 49-year-old man who goes by the name of Jupiter Joe on social media. He loves astronomy and teaches children astronomy as well. He actually has a YouTube channel where he goes out into the streets with his telescope and he films himself talking with strangers and often children as well. He tells them a little about space and stuff and he lets them look into his telescope and it's a fun thing, you know, an educational, I guess. Looking at his videos, Joseph just looks like a normal guy, from the outside at least. He talks well, he doesn't look dirty or messy or like some old creep. If I was walking down the street and he asked me to look into his telescope, I honestly probably would. But one day in 2021, this seemingly normal guy with no previous run-ins with the law and the love for teaching children gets arrested for the murder he committed 22 years ago. The murder of a 13-year-old girl by the name of Minalis Soriano. Now let me give you a little background information on Minalis. I'm just going to call her Mini from now on because I don't know, I don't want to botch her name too much. I'm sorry. Mini is a 13-year-old girl from La Bronx, New York. She is a beautiful young girl with the prettiest smile and really nice long curly hair. Her friends and family describe her as always being bubbly and kind. New York is a great place to grow up in. I think everyone would like to visit New York at least once in their lives. But to grow up there must be so cool. And that's just the life that Minnie was living. Minnie loves astrology and just about anything that has to do with the stars. She loved astrology so much that she had a book in which she had written different topics related to astrology. And under it, she would write a website in which she could find the information on this is back in the day this was 1999 so for anyone that used to play gta and wrote cheat codes in a book and for anyone that loved to sing and just had a book completely filled with lyrics it was something like that it looked exactly like that so basically she would keep down this website so that if she wanted to look on the website another day she could just get her book and then research the same topic again and read about it that's how much she liked it <laughs> Minnie always used to carry a book with her wherever she went it was sort of like a diary or a journal where she would write her dreams her poems or just her thoughts i really relate to this so much I also used to keep a diary when I was young and I know many girls who did the same thing as well. Some of the things she would write sound like something I could see myself writing and I think we can get a clear picture of how young she was and in what mindspace she was just by reading 
what was in a diary. And I'll give you guys a little of what was in the diary. I'll read a little bit of it for you. There was one day where in her diary she writes about a guy that she likes and she talks about how she would like for them to go to the movies together and how he would pick her up in a Ferrari and after that they would be together for a long time. This is so cute. I'm telling you this is something the younger version of me would definitely write. And what's even more cute is the way she spells the word Ferrari. She spells it as F O R A R Y. And that's just <laughs> it just lets you know how young she is. You know when you look back at stuff that you write as a kid you're like, "Oh my gosh, what was I writing?" But it just shows us like her age. Minnie also wrote about how she would go to high school and drop out. <laughs> I found that so funny like, "Girl, what?" But I'm sure she didn't mean anything by it. You know, she's just a kid. This is kids dream, you know. She then writes about how the same guy is going to ask her to marry him and that after they get married, they'll one day have a baby and they'll have a Ferrari and they'll live in a house together so cute <laughs> I remember these days when I used to dream about love like this Ugh, gosh it's not the same <laughs> there was another day she wrote if I could be anyone I would be a soldier because that's my dream I've always wanted to be a soldier when I was little I loved soldier toys <laughs> mini had so many dreams just like you and I and it's so sad that her life was cut short and was taken and her opportunity to live out her dreams was just taken away from her Minnie also had another poem that went I am the rainbow you will see whenever it rains and the sun shines on me I spread my colors red yellow and green all over the sky to make a colorful scene i spread my colors orange pink and blue down from the sky to look down on you you will know i am pretty i don't think i got the whole poem here i think i just got a bit of it but even this little bit of her poem just gives us a good glimpse at who mini was for a 13-year-old girl to call herself pretty and be confident in that is just amazing. Most adults today struggle with their looks, me too, like struggle with their looks, but many seem to be on the right track. And that says a lot about how you know to be saying something like that at a young age. I I know maybe it seems like I'm overreacting, but This is how confidence builds in a child, you know, from a young age. So these are obviously signs that we're seeing of what could be confidence in the future. This is how it starts and it's just amazing to think of what kind of a person she would have been today if she was still around. Today she would have been around 35 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So in 1999, Minnie was in the 7th grade. On February the 24th, it was just another day for Minnie. She was walking home from school just like she did every day, 
but this was the last day that should be seen alive. After leaving school that day, Minnie was missing for four days and her family searched tirelessly for her during those four days until she was finally found by a homeless man on the fourth day. She was found in a dumpster wrapped inside a plastic bag and the dumpster was found behind a Hollywood video store. Might I just say, it's one thing to kill someone but for you to harm a person and kill them and then throw them in the trash like they're just garbage is so disrespectful on so many levels. That's like the last slap in the face you can do to someone. And I don't know what kind of a person, what kind of a person does it take to do something like this? It just makes me wonder because you didn't have to take it to that next level, you know. Maybe people think that the trash company or I don't know what you call them are going to come the next day and they're going to like take the trash into their truck and maybe they won't notice it that way. Maybe that's the plan to like get rid of the body. But gosh, it's so disrespectful. I don't know how you feel about that. When an autopsy was done on Minnie's body, there was evidence of sexual abuse. But her cause of death was strangulation. News of Minnie's death was devastating to her family and the entire community. This was a normal thing for students to leave school and arrive home safely, you know. You're just walking home from school and you're just gonna go home. But now families were scared. There was a murderer and a predator out there on the loose. And he wasn't even caught yet. So now... Everyone with a little girl in their family or even any girls are scared. They must have been terrified, you know. For someone to do this to a little girl must be so scary to everyone in that community. I saw one girl who was around the same age and she was in the same city when this happened. And she was saying that when this happened, her parents were like, nah, you're not going out. Because they were now scared and I can't blame them. But it kind of puts a halt on your social life. Because normal kids should be able to go out and have fun. You know, go to the movies with your friends. Go out and have fun. But now I'm sure parents must have restricted all that for a good while. That must have been really tough. But it's understandable. The fear is coming from an understandable place. Going into the investigation, the police didn't have much clues to go off of. What they did have was a semen stain, which was found on Minnie's sweatshirt. This was the only clue they had to find the killer. The lead investigator on the case, he was such a sweet guy. He had been working on this case for years. When the time came for him to retire, he actually didn't do it. He went on for a few more years until he finally just had to hand the case over to a new set of investigators and police officers and also it was time for him to retire you know you gotta rest at some point and you know what they say it's always good for a case to have some fresh eyes on it when the same police officers have been looking at a case for a long time it's hard for them to see something new in it 
but if some different officers come in and look at the case they might just realize something that the other people might have missed so it had been years now since the case it was 2019 and there was new dna technology that had been formed since then the new investigators on the case thought this new technology would be a good way to help solve the case Basically, this new technology can take a DNA sample from the crime scene and they can run it through the system and see if there's any matches. So if the person who committed the crime has a family member who is in the system, then this can help narrow their search. Instead of just looking at thousands of guys who can be in the city, they can just look at one family line. This was the first time this type of DNA technology was being used in New York. In 2019, the investigators ran the semen through the convicted offender DNA database and they were able to find a deceased man who was once incarcerated. This would have been a sad turnout, but they looked at his age and they looked at his record and it just wouldn't be possible for it to be him. They then proceeded to look at the same man's family line. They then proceeded to look at the same man's family line and they found that he had sons. One of his sons matched the right age range and he was also living in the same apartment at the time when Minnie was murdered. This man was Joseph Martinez and after the police looked at the evidence, he was arrested on two counts of second degree murder. One of the other things that sealed the deal for the police is, in 1999, the police interviewed just about all the men in the apartment building after the murder happened. And Joseph told the police that he had seen Minnie around the lobby before. He had seen her getting mail, and on another occasion, he had seen her selling candy door-to-door with her sister, and that he had also seen her play in front of the building. But now, when he was asked about her, he changed his statement and said that he didn't have any physical contact with her. That's when the police knew he was lying. Another clear connection that Joseph had with the case was that Joseph was obviously obsessed with astronomy and working with children. And when we take a look into Minnie's things, we can see that she also had a love for astrology and the stars. Some people speculate that this is how he could have drawn her in or even groomed her and gained her trust. And I think this could really be a possibility because Minnie was a child and Joseph must have had all these cool gadgets that she could have been interested in and he might have used that to take advantage of her. You know, kids are really innocent and they can't tell who's dangerous and who's not. Even at my age, I'm in my 20s and this guy looks normal to me. I mean, as normal as normal can be. I mean, if I saw him walking down the street, I wouldn't look twice at him. He just looks like a typical guy. And that's just scary. But we'll never really know what happened. Maybe he was just a full-on predator who just grabbed her off the street or grabbed her in the apartment building. 
We'll never know because Joseph pleads not guilty and hopefully in the future we can get a little more information but for now we don't know exactly what happened. Joseph has not yet been given a sentence. This case is pretty recent. It was 2021 when he was charged. So we'll have to wait. You know how these cases take a long time. We'll have to wait to see how many years he gets. And might I just say how disgusting it is that this guy killed a young girl, a 13-year-old girl, and he was focusing on teaching astrology to children. Isn't that sick? That is so scary and it's so creepy. I just hope that there's no other kid that has been affected by this guy because he was really he was around kids a lot and he would go into the street and do this and the guts that he had there's even one video where he's like on the train and he's giving some random kid a high five what's crazy is that the police officer who was initially working on the case he had a list of people he was going to interview that were in connection to the murder and Joseph was number five on that list. It must have been really nice for him to know that he was actually getting close. And we can tell that because in the interview he had with the news, he was so emotional talking about it. He looked like he was about to cry. He's been on this case for a long time, since 1999. That's 22 years. That is so emotional. You form some type of attachment when you're working with the family, you're working on this case and especially because it's a little girl i'm just happy that they've got the answers now minnie's father spoke to the news after the arrest and he said that he had many mixed emotions after the arrest he said i feel some kind of happiness but it's too sad because justice was too late minnie's father said that he doesn't recognize joseph but from his statement he gave it seems like he has not forgiven him yet. He says, I wish him to go to hell. Her father said that everywhere we go, we see a little kid. I remember her. When somebody smiles like she did, it makes me remember her. She always was in our heart and in our mind. I hope that justice would do its work. This time, do it on time and right. Woo! With that last statement, I felt that do it on time and do it right. And yeah, oh, it's so upsetting when police take a long time to solve a case. And it's even more upsetting because Minnie is obviously of the Latino culture. And it makes me wonder if that's a reason why it took so long for them to find who the killer was. I know that they only had the semen sample to go off of and maybe that's why it was so hard for the police but you can't help think about how many people go missing each and every day in places like America and we saw this recently with the Gabi Petito case I don't know if you guys have heard it I'm sure you have because it was everywhere and people are bringing up the same subject saying that would a person of color be getting the same amount of news time and same amount of coverage and attention i don't know i'm just leaving that thought in you guys head i'm not saying that the police team put in all their effort because she is a person of color but i'm just saying that maybe it could have contributed 
the police officer who was working on the case the first time i saw him and he's very emotional he clearly had his heart in this case but it takes more than just one police officer to to solve a case so i don't know we we'll never know i'm just saying her father wants him to do it right this time when i saw this case it really got to me you really cannot know who you are walking by in this world this is why they say you can't go around talking to any person anyhow because you don't know how stable they are in their heads you don't know how many murderers and psychopaths we are walking by each and every day i actually do this sometimes when i'm standing in a large crowd i'm like huh i wonder who here is a murderer like what are the statistics on that i need to check that out like is it like 1 in 10 people or like 1 in 1000 people because i'm telling you we're walking by people that we don't know have done such horrible things in this life don't get me wrong i do bad things all the time as well i'm not perfect but it's just so shocking that you can be walking by someone who is a murderer or a serial killer the scary thing is how well joseph was able to integrate into society i was watching an interview recently of a guy who had a similar case to joseph's he had a cold case and he was free for a while just like him he had to turn himself in this was also like 20 years later or something for him and he had to turn himself in because it was eating him up inside and you could see it on his face the look of shame guilt torment depression but joseph no he was doing fine he was living what looked like a normal life smiling with strangers on the street posting videos on youtube and he was doing this for 22 years he kept this up you know sometimes people can be okay for one year or two years or five years and then they break out of nowhere you know they just break their character because i'm a firm believer that if you are acting out your personality you know if you are pretending to be someone at some point you're going to not be able to keep that up the truth just comes out but this guy he went for 22 years and if this evidence wasn't there maybe he could have gone forever and that is freaking scary because what does that say about him as a person Is this some kind of psychopath? I would really like a psychologist to have a look at him and give us a professional detailed, you know, statement of what is going on in his head because it's so weird for him to not commit any crimes after that or maybe we've just not caught on to any other crimes. Predators and murderers when they're still out on the loose, they normally keep going until they're caught. or they die or they're just too old to do it anymore it's strange for him to go after this little girl and then he just never does it again you can dm me on instagram tell me because i know that from the cases that i've seen people who commit crimes and they're loose in society they normally keep on offending and having other crimes whether it's Sometimes you see with like serial killers there's a spacing between the the killings but they still go on whether it's 2 years spacing or a 1 year spacing they still go on but for him he just never did anything he had a clean record 
that is so surprising that he was able to do that so well what does that say about him i don't know maybe he's some master manipulator and liar i don't know i'd really like some detailed you know look into his brain and the psychology of how he's able to do that anyway that's it for today's case I've got my social media on Instagram and you can feel free to DM me if you've got some thoughts on the case. It's 90 underscore minute underscore escape. Yeah, feel free. Thank you so much for listening and please come back next week for my next episode. And please feel free to share my podcast with anyone who you think might like it. I'll really appreciate that. Just a reminder for you. Even though I look at such terrible cases and if you're here, it means you like true crime just like I do. Just remember that there's still a lot of good people out here in the world. And you can also go out there and be the good that you want to see in the world. Bye.